tonight is Jess. Hey guys. And Mama K. Hi everybody. And tonight we are doing the Netflix film from a few years ago, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. I don't feel at home this world anymore. I saw this when it first came out because it's by a director who is an actor that I like. Uh, it's Macon Blair. Uh, he is fairly, fairly unknown. He's in a lot of Jeremy Sonier films. Uh, but uh, that's why, how I was interested in this, and I figured I unearth it for for people to talk about. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb say neither of you have heard of this before. Nope. I saw when it first came out, actually, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, the title seemed interesting and the premise, but I didn't. Not interesting enough to watch at the time. Thanks for the assignment, though. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the typical just as just as a straight no from okay. He's like, eh, kind of, but I never watched it. So um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but meh. <laughs> so uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. When a depressed woman is burgled, she finds a new sense of purpose by tracking down the thieves alongside her obnoxious neighbor. But they soon find themselves dangerously out of their depth against a pack of degenerate criminals. So if that really? premise interests you at all, this is available on Netflix. It's a Netflix original film from a couple of years back. It won at, uh, uh, where did it win? I think it won like one of the jury prizes at Sundance uh, mm-hmm. when it came out in 2017. Uh, this stars, I guess we should say, M- Melanie Linsky, who is a frequent character actress. I think she's in a, she's been in a couple of things we did. I think most recently she was, uh, she was in... Um, What's that one? The per- person being a wallflower is that the one? She where she's like uh, she was yes. like, creepy the creepy aunt who died. Oh, she was, she was. You're right. Yeah, she shows up in all kinds of stuff as like a weirdo character, but uh, you know, I, I, this is the first thing I think of when I think of her. But uh, she's in all kinds of stuff, and then the other the other is uh, Elijah Wood, who I think most people will recognize from all kinds of stuff, particularly the one of those the Lord of the Rings ones. Uh, and then a yeah. bunch of other people are in this as well. So if you've not seen I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore and you're intimidated by that title, don't be, because it's only 96 minutes long. <laughs> the t- so there you go. <laughs> the title's it's on longer Netflix. than the movie. The title's longer than the movie. It's on Netflix. Uh, we're going to spoil it here now if you want to check it out. We read things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, nursing assistant Ruth, uh, she is having a bad day. Uh, it seems like a lot of her days are bad. Uh, she uh, is tired of all the crappy people in the world, the big asshole truck drivers with their smokestacks, and the people at the grocery store who don't pick up after themselves and are rude to her in the parking lot. Uh, even her pa- patients are just racist old assholes you know it's things are she is tired of people being assholes and uh she is uh on all kinds of antidepressants she's pretty lonely she's got like a one she's got this one friend who has a kid that she goes and sees and she's not a huge help either neither is her husband uh and the movie plot kind of kicks off when she comes home one day and she is burglarized uh, she sees that her laptop is taken, a bunch of her grandmother's silverware is taken, which is really important to her, uh, and she has her medication stolen, and the detective, uh, William Bendix, who pops in and out of this film, is not, not too much of help, he's, uh, just kind of like, kind of like doing that thing where he puts it on the person for, uh, for not, uh, taking care of their, taking care of the house, keeping the doors yeah. locked. He's, he's doing that thing where, oh, she's on medication. She seems kind of like weird and awkward. I'm just going to assume it's her fault. And, and he's victim blaming. He's victim blaming. He's, he's, he's gaslighting her a bit. Uh, and uh, she, she she's used to being walked over, though. We, we get in this opening montage. Uh, but she's going to try to do something about it. Uh, she, she gets enraged when uh, this other... <laughs> guy in her neighborhood uh, is always leaving dog poop on her lawn even though she has a sign with the with the 
picture. It's got it's got a picture, and uh, he turns out to be uh, kind of a loner weirdo himself. And they end up teaming up to go and try to get her shit back. Uh, she does her own detective work with a footprint in the lawn. Uh, she uses the tracker to find where her laptop is, and the police again no help. So her and uh, this weirdo Tony, it's Elijah Wood's character, are going to go and try to get her stuff back and teach people not to be assholes but uh there's going to be a lot of yeah. horrible degenerates that they've run into along the way so mama k what do you think of this plot i like the plot of this movie i think that it's something it's it's simple but it's it's really effective in the in that she's such a loner and she goes really outside of her comfort zone to you know, to to go after these people and it just seems like a really i think she's always been like the quietly you know, you kids get off my lawn kind of thing with the poop and all of that. Uh, but she's just, you know, she's just fed up and, and had it. Um, I read where the writer or the director, somebody was said this is a companion piece to falling down, which is interesting because I hate falling down so much. Oh, falling down's um, amazing. <laughs> no, but I can see where there would be the same type of thing. But I don't want to, I want to see this through the eyes of this woman and not through the eyes of a really angry Michael Douglas. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I like it. I like that she goes out for herself. I like that she goes way beyond her comfort zone to uh, mistakenly sort of befriend this Tony character who kind of cracks me up. He reminds me of like, like he's like a Ralph Macho karate kid kind of character Mm -hmm. um, with his dog, Kevin, which who doesn't love a dog called Kevin? Right. You know where I see um, a lot of people like this guy is when I'm just kind of th- scrolling through TikTok. I see a lot of uh, weirdo accounts with this guy doing this kind of shit. Where he's he's got like ninja stars and nunchucks. He listens to like all this heavy metal music. He's got like a rat tail. Um, yeah. He takes things very personally. He's got like a little bit of little man syndrome, but uh, he's got like a good heart. But he's very yeah you know, misguided. I guess. But he's also self aware. He's also you know he's aware. He's like people think I'm you know. People think I'm too much. I can't remember what he said, but yeah, people think I'm a lot. So I like I like the way that this goes, and I it it's at one point though I can't pinpoint it takes a turn, and I think it has to, but it happens really quickly for me, and so I don't know whether I missed something or in the plot where it goes from sort of being this kind of fun adventure to. A really kind of, it turns more into a you know i don't know usual suspects there's people blowing sh- people's arms off and stuff like that so um <laughs> yeah i could sort of do without the heavy handedness of them but actually you know looking back and thinking about the whole piece i i i, I like that it's strange mm-hmm. for me to say that so um not terribly inventive but i'm going to give this movie a three and a half for plot Maybe we could parse out where the the turning points are because there are definitely a lot of like yeah, not not twists per se, but like a lot of plot no. shifts that happen all of a sudden. But uh, uh, Jess, what do you think of this plot? God, this is probably the worst shit I've seen all year. This is a pretty Whoa. bad movie. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not really like this. Um, I can never figure out what you're gonna like. I never, I can never tell. I try, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess the person who plays Ruth, what is it, Melanie? Linsky. Linsky. I've seen her in a number of things, and I don't think she makes a strong main actress. She's fine as a friend or the weird aunt or the supporting actress, but I don't want to see all that much of her because I don't think she's very interesting. If anything, I'm just like, speak up, lady. Like, 
I don't know. She's just always so timid and shy and meek, and it's just kind of like you just brush over her. But you can't brush over her because she's a main character. So I think that was a lot of the frustration here. Um, and Mama Kay, I can tell you where this took a turn. It's my least favorite part of movies, like the senseless mm. shooting out that are supposed to be funny that are not at all, and they're corny and dumb, and I hate watching them. <laughs> That's where it took a turn. <laughs> There is a there is a, a shootout later on. Yes, I felt like it turned before that though, but that was a really different. You know that that definitely amped it up to the brutality on that. Yeah, that was dumb. I mean, watching this, I was like never really on her side. I, I guess I felt sorry for her, but that was about it. I admire some of the things she did. She was courageous at some points, and I think she's always like that in all of her character traits. Like she's usually. Really timid and shy, but once in a while she'll go out of a comfort zone and do something and it'll help and then she'll just get weird again. So, yeah, I'll just give it a two. Mm, that is a damn shame. I, uh, so I, I've seen this a <laughs> couple of times before. Uh, I try to tell people to go see it because I, I really like this whole thing. Ruth is, I've, I like Ruth a lot. I think she's a really, a really sympathetic main character. Uh, and her whole the whole thing is by you know by the end everyone's still horrible but she's kind of learned to you know stand up for herself a little bit it takes a long time for her to do that and there are there are steps to get there but uh, her her journey is super I think it's super fun and I, I at a certain point I don't know why she's she's gonna get to the end where she actually gets her silver back but that's not the end that's like the midpoint and then she kind of right. keeps going and maybe that's the turn that for Mama K I know the turn that, I know that, the turn for Jess but uh, <laughs> I, once they get to the the mansion I guess is where everything is gonna be different but uh, no I like this ride quite a bit and I'll I, I can explain it more when I talk about the characters and what happens in the middle and second half says yeah the first half the, or the first third is uh, her being timid and having her shit stolen and she gets the laptop back that's the first part the middle part is we get introduced to the villains the the meth heads as well as her journey with with Tony to get her silverware back and try to get back at these people who stole from her and then the final act is the shootout and the woods chase and we'll get to all that stuff at the end but uh i give the plot like a like a four i think it's uh it's it gets a little choppy at times but i'm with the story the whole time and i really like the ride uh these characters we got ruth we got tony and then let's, let's talk about some of these other fucking guys uh, Marshall is like the lead bad guy. He's like an older, little hobbit-looking kind of guy, and he's got um, he's got two uh, two henchmen. Henchmen. Christian uh, Rumak Jr. is the tall, blonde one who is one of the, I think, the most sinister. Like he's he's real terrifying to me. Uh, yeah, he is. The, and he and there's also uh, Meredith is the is the girl, um, and she's they, they they give me like a Minnie Manson vibe, Minnie Manson family kind of vibe. <laughs> Uh, Christian, she gave me an Audrey Plaza turned really bad vibe. If things didn't work out for her. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you got the, the rich asshole dad who is they're going to confront later on. Um, and then you also have like uh, the cop, William Bendix, who they're going to run into a couple of times. Uh, and then a lot of other smaller, like, shitty side like not shitty like bad but shitty like they're bad people like the the guy who runs the pawn shop the the kids who stole the, or not stole bought the laptop from the from the pawn shop the wife the the trophy wife who's super bored uh, you get you got all kinds of other <laughs> little characters in here but uh, we follow Ruth and Tony to a lesser degree back to you Jess sounds like you're not a big Ruth fan what do you think of these characters overall yeah honestly Ruth was the best part of the movie and she wasn't that great 
Um, again, I would love to see her in this as a side character. I don't like seeing her try to hold a whole movie together just because I don't think she's that interesting. But, and Tony's just quirky and weird. I don't have much to say about him. I like how they created that friendship. It first started off with them, you know, her being like, hey, your dog shit in my yard. And he's like, just being an asshole about it. Then at the end, they basically become partners in crimes and um, mm-hmm. save each other and be the bad guys, I guess, kind of movie. Um, she even like carries them through the woods. So it was, it turned out mm. to be something like, two strangers that kind of hate each other to a really big friendship and maybe a relationship at the end. I can't really tell if they're together. I think they are. I'm um, not really sure either, and this is like my fourth time watching this. I'm still not sure if they're supposed to be together at the end, but yeah. Yeah, and I I don't care about any of the bad guys. The bad guys is family and the bad guys. None of them really hit home to me. They're just <clears throat> creepy and weird looking. <laughs> and there, there's not a lot of like there's not solid it's nothing's i don't know drawn to by them or just just a bunch of weird like neighborhood weirdos in a dirty van <laughs> i can't say much more to <laughs> the that. dirtiest of dirty vans i mean they're that, pretty dirty, dirty that, yeah they live in the woods the too worst. sometimes when they're and i don't even get like their main motivation is it just like pawn stuff and get money and do drugs that's just basically yeah. it that's what the meth heads want, yeah, and that's. Well, they're that's, trying to get to Las Vegas, but I, th- I was, I was confused as to why. Oh, that's 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 meth head plan. That's like that's like uh, we just did. Uh, you guys weren't on it, but we just did Requiem for a Dream, and you know, you get that drug logic where you're like, I'm gonna do this. This is my big idea, so I have a big score, and then you end up just using a shit ton. Of oh, that's, okay. Because I was like, did I did I slip out? Because I don't remember anything about. Oh uh, no, Vegas. like that. That's all pretty. Like they, I mean, that's their reasoning, but like, I think we're supposed to just get their fucking junkies in the woods and they just want to rob people and steal shit and get more get more drugs okay so i think i'll give us like a two five because ruth and tony do have some rewarding pieces to them that's it yeah all right i'll take it okay this was a quirky movie from start to finish and the plot is pretty straightforward it's all the characters that make it so weird and also a little bit of the filmmaking this this movie made me feel like there was grit like on my hands and everywhere just like there was a layer of grit and not Mm -hmm. maybe more maybe more dirt or dust i mean grit makes it sound like it was (laughs) yeah it was filth it wasn't because grit makes it sound like it's interesting um and it's less interesting than grit it's but it's definitely you know it's definitely dirty um just her her neighborhood and everything about her house from the wood paneling all that added to like the loneliness and um you know of of the character uh there was a character we didn't talk about which was the guy who like rode his bike on the street through the first i don't know third to half of the movie and i was like at what point is he going to become important well he didn't so i don't know whether he was just like I don't even know the who catering you're guy. About. I don't even, yeah, I don't know who this is. Either. You don't know who I'm talking about. I've seen this multiple times. I don't even remember that guy. <laughs> oh my god! They showed him at least in three different like time frames. He huh. was there when they when he when she first confronts um, Tony about the about the dog poop, and then when they were outside looking at something, there she. They, it was three times that this guy is just riding his bike, just riding his bike, and it's not somebody who's like riding for exercise. It's just I don't know, maybe a teenager, maybe a early twenties guy just riding a bike back and forth, like weaving across the street. Um, huh. That was deliberate. So you're gonna have to go back and notice that, Brennan. Um, I'm going. I mean, I'll watch this again. I, I, I 
force this on everybody, but uh... I figured I figured you would. Yeah, yeah. I do like uh, I like the things that I've seen Melanie Linsky in. I like her in every time, depending. On, it doesn't matter what the character is. And when I saw that she was the lead character, I thought too. I was like with Jess that uh, somebody that's you know so constantly a sidekick that's going to be a struggle to um, have them carry a movie, but. I think she actually does it really well because she's not she's not a caricature of anything. She's actually just this, you know, sort of and she's not down on her luck and she's not super sad. She's just living in this world that she doesn't like. And and I can appreciate that. Like, you know, you get mad at people for doing asshole type things all the time and and you want to do something about it. And she, you know finally it comes to her door i think if it didn't come to her door she would still be mad at the guy in the grocery store and mad at the people in the parking lot and mad at the big truck but because because it came to her house and she decided to do something about it i like that about her character i like that she stands toe-to-toe with the cop too when she brings him you know the stuff and he's like do i come to your work and do your mm-hmm. job and you know you want to kind of shout at him are what are you doing how is this even a job if you're just taking a report <laughs> anybody can do that you're not investigating anything you know um mm. and i feel like that's kind of the case especially with things that are just like robberies and things that are not like huge home invasions when people are home and stuff like that so i like that she does that and she's you know we're seeing growth in her character the relationship that she has with tony is um yeah i have to kind of i have to just kind of buy that i don't know that that would have organically happened for her they do Um, the best they can with um they meet each other and their adversarial first, and then she's, right. they show her going door to door to different people, and then she gets to his house, like his like down the list, and then it's like, oh, it's you, and then she she tries to get away real quick because he's weird, and then when she has yeah. she needs backup, the the dad, the friends, the friend's husband is no help, and right, they, they yeah, do, I think they do. I, I get it, but yeah, I think they did the best they could cooking these two up you just have to you have to buy that because you do need you do need him she needs to have somebody to play off of and somebody to talk to to talk out plot points and things like that um i really 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 dislike pretty much every other character in this movie to varying degrees i mean the bad people are really bad the one audrey plaza girl turns into the evilest of evil evil hags like she's like (laughs) terrified i didn't think she was going to be the one but she really was she was like super terrifying but the yeah the nuances that happen with with the characters in different little scenes like i think i think of the scene where she goes you know she finds her computer they she pings it on her phone and and i was totally anticipating those guys being the bad guys and it took me a minute to be like, these are just people hanging out, doing stuff, and now they're getting their stuff robbed from them. This sucks for everybody. Like, this is not right. this is not okay. <laughs> um, but I suppose if you're getting your equipment from that horrible, horrible man that had it, that you probably know that it's hot. Um, <laughs> I, I kind yeah. There's there's a lot of really nice little scenes. We can talk about that in the next thing. But as far as characters, it's hard to judge because I really just like the main character, and I sort of a little bit like tony so i think i'm gonna have to land on like a two and a half for characters i uh, i also like melanie linsky and all all the things i've seen her in uh she's really good in this movie called the intervention that came out in 2016 where that's like an ensemble and she's like the main girl though first time i saw her as a lead she was in a movie called a hello i must be going and she uh she's like a 30 something year old dating like this 18 year old huh another she's another another 
pedo-ish role for her. But uh, <laughs> that, that's the second movie we... Anyway, uh, she's, she's really good, though, but despite that. She's, she's a, I think she's really good in this. Um, I am not bored by her just because she's a slight person. Uh, and I think, well, okay, she is not a caricature She doesn't... She seems like a real person to me, which is like yeah. she seems like a really real person to me. Actually, super like, real, yeah, super super, but not real. hyper, uh, but not yeah, hyper real. Yeah, not hyper. Like like uh, Elijah Woods, the like the weirdo, like slightly exaggerated character. Still, I think there are. I, I know I know some people who are pretty similar, but not quite as uh, elevated. But she's like uh, down to when the shootout happens, and she the first thing she does is just vomits because everyone. <laughs> Because she can't handle, she's not used to this, like, anything. Like, you always see in movies, everyone's like, oh, oh like, everyone's, like, taking it on on the chin. And she's just like, oh, I need to get out of here. She's just vomiting right. in the corner. Like, she, <laughs> she behaves stupid. throughout the movie to me like a, like a real person would. Real, real. Yeah. And uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, Tony, I think Tony's, Tony's funny. I think I, I like Tony's humor. When he, I first started really liking him when he throws the one ninja star when they go into that guy's house <laughs> and he throws the one firecracker and they're just, dude, stop! <laughs> they don't even know what he's... He pulls it out of the wall. That's that's how hard I threw it. Because <laughs> he's struggling to pull it out. He has a lot of funny lines throughout this uh, that I, that I re- reward every time I go back and see it. Um, oh yeah, and then but, when he's trying to hack, he's trying to hack the license plate, and he's basically just googling how to right. look up a license plate. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> that part was he's funny, self aware. He's self aware enough, like he's okay. Where I still like him, where he's not like so annoying. Yeah. but he he has all his character quirks for me are, are funny. I, I like him quite a bit, all the way down to the, the very last scene we see, which you know. Where they're at the 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 bar the backyard barbecue, barbecue I guess all the way down yeah. to that I think he's full of great moments. Uh, the bad guys um, they are disgusting and horrible uh, all of them. Uh, but we get extra scenes with everyone that I think helps me as like a like a bit like sometimes bad guys can be just like boogeyman bad guys and they're close to that they're not much more than that. But we get the scene okay, where you said uh, they go to buy the shitty guns because the guns are going to be like the pro- part of the problem with the final act like that they have. Right. And we have to go see them one because we have to see the shitty gun that they use. And also we see that he's he even in this scummy underworld they're like the laughing stock. They're they're the losers of the losers. So that makes me like understand like these these bums even more. His fake teeth get knocked out. Like he's they're so pathetic. Uh, and the be- the 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 rich bad guy the dad we get a scene yeah. with him and the wife who i think the wife's got some got some good i actually like her yeah stuff yeah we get the scene before and then of course they have to steal the wicker deer so they come back you know give a reason for elijah wood to come back at the end but i i like that we get extra time with all of our in quotations bad guys so that we can not sympathize with them but they're more fleshed out than nothing i think that's that's a tension and in a movie that's only 96 minutes that's a a wise way to spend your time. Uh, so I, I like the the building of all of our characters. I like our two leads. They have really good chemistry, I think. Uh, so I'm going to give these characters... I think I'm going to go with a, like a solid four. Um, just because these aren't like super memorable characters. Even Elijah Wood's weirdo isn't like the most memorable thing. But I think they all work really well. And um, the villains are... The villains are given more than you would think... Than on the surface you would assume they are given. Mm-hmm. Um Visual and sound. Okay, it sounds like you had some scenes you wanted to point out. What? Uh, let's talk about the visual and sound. What do you got? Yeah, so I think in a movie that's this short, there it's it's a lot. Like I said, the, the just the whole feeling of the movie and the and the 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 dirtiness of everything. Her house is not dirty at all, but it just feels it's that you know it feels old. It has wood paneling. Her phone has a cord. 
mm-hmm. it, it's just I don't at at first I was like I don't know what year I'm supposed to be in. Also, I don't know how old she is. I feel like she could be 27 and also 42. So I'm I'm o- I've always really... had that problem with her though since she was 27. Like I never know how old she's supposed to be. I, she is in her late 30s, think, early like, 40s when they 30s. made this. Yeah. Yeah. So. She kind of fits what she looks like now, but she's always kind of looked like that. I, I've been confused yeah. ever since I saw her in, I don't know, Two and a Half Men and like 20, 15 years ago. And she looked the same pretty much. So it's like... I yeah, mean, I was like, is she supposed to be like young, a large but... child or is she supposed to be like 45? <laughs> like, I don't know what she's supposed to be. <laughs> I think she has, the, she has a bit of a baby face and she has these big brown eyes that are just like, you know, they're obvious and, and, her, and not in a weird way, but they, you know, they're obvious in her face. Anyway, they make her look like a kind of a child face anyway having said that that that's like off the rails but but it just felt like i was i was a little bit lost about where we we're supposed to be and even you know with uh tony having a rat tail i don't remember the last time i saw a rat tail. might have been with like the actual karate kid back in like 1984 or whatever so i was just it just felt a little weird and and the the town felt out of place it felt you know it all felt a little it all felt a little off but that kind of helps with the story because the whole everybody feels a little like on the downtrodden downtrodden line even the people who are the rich people in the house their house is beautiful but they have horrible taste in everything like (laughs) they have these horrible giant i don't know wicker animals on their lawn um that's the wife she likes those apparently i don't know but it's just it's it's sort of like there's nobody there's not like i don't know there's it's it's it all makes sense though in this world in you know he made it he created a world and all of that makes sense in it it all just leaves me feeling a little gritty the you know there's some really visceral moments in this people getting their hands blown off uh even getting when she got her finger broken when they were trying to get her silver back i didn't like looking at that that was gross that was Um, so gross no. right like, and i thought yeah. oh this, i thought oh this is the grossest thing and then it turns out guess what it's not no, it's the, the beginning thing. of all the gross things <laughs> yeah so then we turn a little tarantino-esque and the you know the last big fight scene in the house um and i kind of felt sorry for the the guy who was the bodyguard for the rich guy i mean i kind of i don't know him um but I the just only thing like, that we get oh. from him is he takes himself way too seriously because when they first come in, yes, he runs through every though. room of the house. Clear bedroom, clear. Like he just takes himself <laughs> super seriously, and then he does well, nothing yeah. as soon as something actually happens. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah, you just keep hearing every room, and then you're like, massage room, clear. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but everyone, everyone, all the other characters are continuing their conversation. You just hear him shouting right. in the background. <laughs> yeah, I mean everything. Although some of the most interesting things happen in that little living room area of that house. I mean, that's the that's the scene before the big scene of people, everyone dying, basically. Um, but, you know, she, the 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 trophy wife is, you know, offering him cappuccino. And there's a there's an extended conversation about uh, cappuccino foam, which is interesting because he used to work at a Borders. Um, mm-hmm. And then the explanation, the bookstore. Yeah, but they have a cafe. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I love that. I freaking yeah. love that. That's amazing. And the part where he is looking at where they're together and he's looking up the license plate number and like his whole computer just like, you know, almost shuts down from the amount of porn that comes up and he's all like i I, sometimes that happens i need to reboot you know like (laughs) i don't know what's going on she's like sometimes "Uh that happens yeah (laughs) it's like okay um i 
think the nuances in this movie are what make it really good. Um, the sound, there is a constant soundtrack going on of a lot of different kind of music, which is suitable, but none of it is very memorable for me. Um, I know there is a song that has the song title in it, which is kind of annoying. It's, it sounds like maybe it's an old country song or something. Mm-hmm. Um, At the end. Yeah, that plays. And that's fine. It's suitable there. But I like that there's music playing over everything. And I think it must really fit because it doesn't, it lends itself to it, but it doesn't break out that I'm really listening to it so much. Yeah, I like the way that, I like the way this movie is made. I, I'm going to give it a four. What do you think, Jess? Damn, I can't think of any visuals or sounds that I'm glad that I saw. Everything I think of is things that I'm glad I wish I didn't see. Like the finger breaking, the projectile vomiting, the stupid fight scene, the dumb snake. So all the gore. Um, the snake. You don't like any oh, of the I gore about or the, the blood or the, the But you, I can't even think of anything that's, that's really cool that I saw. I guess it's kind of cool how she went to the craft store and got the guy's footprint out of whatever she did. Yeah, good for her. Um, Yeah, I think everything I'm just going to pass on. I really can't think of anything that was extraordinary. The part where she killed the bad guy or defeated the bad guy with some rocks, that was very Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Um. <laughs> the rocks, I thought it looked. They looked bigger in her hand, and then when she threw it, it looked much smaller. I'm like, hmm. and like, yeah, what are the thought... chances she like is gonna aim that well? It's not like he was right close in front of her. He was kind of a ways down, and she just stalked him in the head. Yeah, I'll give you. That. Also, I and, think the worst then, getaway like, the thing snake, is a like boat. bit on his cheek and like hung there. <laughs> yeah, that's that. that's like a that's like a movie trope. You see that all the time, and like snakes on a plane, they do that shit, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. The snake was um, killing him right there. Oh yeah, the snake would probably was the good guy. The best thing that ever happened was he got bit by a snake. She she didn't need to be there. Well, the snake almost was gonna bite her, but moved past yes, her. Yes, somehow she was one it with just nature. went right past her. That's part of the thing is she's the she's she's a, not a bad person and attacks the bad people. Uh, right, because okay. snakes yeah, only guess. attack bad people. I, I guess that's what I learned. Um, yeah, what did you learn today, bad people. <laughs> I'm just going to give this a 1-5. I could really go on in and pick all the things I wish I didn't see. That's it. Uh, I, so, the, I like all of the small, like, the small details are good. The first, the opening, yeah. mo- and I, you know me, montage, always talking about the montages. The opening and closing montages are super close like similar and they kind of replay different beats throughout but when she looks at that ugly truck with the smokestack and she's just kind of she doesn't even fully roll her eyes she's just like like god and the guy just when the guy drops the chips in the aisle and just keeps walking uh over 15 items in the in the lane her trying to get past the car that's backing out and it stops and then she takes a step and it ups and she has to actually wave it off all that kind of stuff is like immediately makes me relate to her i feel like that makes her the makes her the every woman and like makes her like yeah, yeah every like everyone's had to fucking do all this shit and you're just like why can't you just why is everyone being such an asshole all the time uh and then it it gets uh, upped when we get to our real, you know, our actual bad people. The the ending ending with the forest is the only part of this movie I don't like. Uh, mm. Like as an extended part, I wish we could have ended it differently because it feels way different than everything else we've already done. And the only thing I really like in that is uh, the uh, the cat the cat eating lines. He's, you ever you ever oh. eat a cat and the, or ever eat cat meat? And then she's like like cat food. No, the meat of a cat. And then she has like a long pause. 
nah, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> ain't never eat yeah. no cat meat. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of and, uh, uh, Tony's got a bunch of these lines too. The ending lines um, where he's uh, squashing the burgers on the grill. Yeah, and uh, that's he's funny. like, you gotta you gotta really push, squish all the juices out of them. He's like, no, you, you want the juices in. To, yeah, no, you just uh, gotta really push it out. Like all that, there's all the little dialogue moments is really good. Um, and the only uh, the sound wise, um, when violence happens, it is loud like it, it jolts you very first time and it's not even the gross parts with the finger breaking and the vomiting and the hands blowing off is uh when we see the fucking christian the blonde guy breaking into the house he does the he she shits in the oh. top of the this toilet yeah. with the upper decker he does that creepy smile uh, see another thing i thing. wish i didn't see <laughs> yeah, yeah that but- i really wish i didn't see it took me a minute to figure out what was going on there his first scene, his introduction makes me hate him so much, so, like, immediately yes. with between that and his, he steals jewelry and he does that fucking mouth thing, and that always freaks me out every time I see that, when he's, like, oh, what is doing that? the smile. That's a, that's a druggy thing. You look in the mirror and you do all this weird shit to your face. That's a, that, that, that tipped me off right there, and then he goes to <laughs> okay. the crack pipe people in the woods, but uh, he has all those telltale signs, and then he, yeah. when he beats the shit out of the owner of the house, it's, like, loud, and he's kicking, like, you can... It, like it's like almost like a vibration you feel when he's kicking the shit out of the guy, uh, and that es- keeps going all through all of the things when the finger breaking and the and all the hands blowing off and the guys getting shot. Um, so I think that's good. I like I like that those sound choices. It jolts you. It jolts you in your seat, and um, it sounds like if you don't like it, it works because you really uh, really don't like it. But I I think uh, it gets what it's going for, and it. Uh, works for me i like it visual and sound i'm going to give a i guess i give it a four as well this is kind of a, a straight four movie if you if if you like the big fight scene at the end like visually you're gonna like it like it sounds like it it did what it was trying to do and you just don't you don't like what it was doing i hope jess's quote is just what the hell <laughs> I, have a, I have a lot of choices all of them uh Anger, angry confusion, um, but uh, the end of this movie. So the uh, the the end begins when Christian breaks back into the house because they've been following Ruth, and Ruth smacks him with the what is it, the footprint thing that she made? The, yeah, and he hits him in the place. Adam's apple, and he stumbles in front of a car and gets oh, hit, hit then... by a bus. Another thing I wish I didn't see. <laughs> yeah, see, all these things you don't like, I think, are really effective and and like look good and sound good and fit well. Uh, Somehow you just he was don't... choking on his Adam's apple for like three minutes. That's what, when you get punched in the Adam's apple, but when you get punched, I mean the bus thing is like a, like a, a it's a deus ex machina. <laughs> but getting punched in the Adam's apple will will, will do that to you. Um, but you you she gets kidnapped by the other two people, forced to be in their robbery. The robbery obviously goes wrong. Everyone gets shot. The gun backfires, blows up. Uh, the 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 everyone gets killed or shot or stabbed except for Ruth who has to escape with uh, injured Tony. Uh, the wife got away. The wife ran away down the street. And, I uh, love that. <laughs> and Marshall is going after after them in the woods. And this is the whole, they, the, the rowing and the boat across the lake and then the snake and then uh, the cat meat and then the rocks getting thrown. Basically, she went, Ruth wins. Uh, Tony, it looks like, dies. Like, he's out cold. We're not sure if he made it or not. And then the very end, we get the montage with uh, the song, I Don't Feel at Home in This any in this world anymore like country old song uh we do see that the cop and his wife they're gonna work it out and she's less than she's like 
whatever. I don't care about that. And that's what I really like about this end is that the world is still kind of shitty all around her, but she's quit drinking. She's now got a new friend. Um, so it's still shitty, but she's trying to cope with it a little better. Not even that much better, just a little better. So I like that. I like that barely growth, realistic, like everything's not okay now, but I can at least try to do better. I can do my stuff a little better. She's, she's more confident in herself as well. Um, not a confident person, but just more confident. And yeah, Tony survives and squashes burgers on the grill. So that is the end of I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Uh, Jess, what are your what are your closing resonance and feel thoughts? Oh Ooh. man, I thought we were done. I forgot there's one more left. Uh, resonance and feel. <laughs> don't ha- I? I don't just have. Just give any. it a one or a one yeah. five or whatever. Just <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it a zero. <laughs> oh, it's not a zero. It's not like a who who gave something a zero recently. Nicole gave something a zero, I think it and then was she Nicole. recommended it. But then it was a national treasure, and then she recommended it. So I don't even know. <laughs> you know, sometimes we turn people, so that's how that's how it goes. <laughs> I suppose not this time. Uh, all right, yeah. it sounds like Jess is done. Mom, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is done. Um, resonance and feel of this movie. It was yeah. It was an, it was interesting, and it was something that I haven't really. Uh, seen before there were some things i i didn't like about it um most likely this the big scene at the end i don't yeah i don't know why that would happen like that um and a couple questions that i have about things like you know does she lower herself to the standards of all the people that she's mad at when she steals the crazy wicker giraffe or whatever the hell it was puma from uh from their yard yeah, she stole I mean, the tiger she couldn't steal a giraffe tiger fit in the car yeah well, he said, no, not the draft. So she didn't go for the draft. She went for the tiger. So, um, and I was with Tony. I was disappointed in her that she, that she did that because that's not, that wasn't their jam. That's not what he signed up for. That's not what I signed up for. I didn't want her to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no real reason to do that. You know, the, the beef wasn't really with them. The beef was with their son. So that was kind of a bummer for me. I don't think that was. I don't know. I don't know that that was character building or, or anything for her. It was just kind of not what not what I wanted her character to do. And the worst way to try to get away from somebody if you're being chased by somebody who has no reason. First of all, no reason to chase you. He should just got gotten the fuck out of there. Is to row a boat. I mean, <laughs> that seemed really like a bad choice. Um, it's probably just a small pond. What are you doing? You're just rowing to the other side of the pond and... You know, yeah, um, there were some strange choices there. Um, Residence and Feel, though, I mean, I I liked watching uh, her in this in this as a lead actress in this because she was so regular and human and, you know, wore dumpy clothes and drank really bad beer and but wasn't a caricature of herself. So um, I'm going to remember some things like that about the movie. Uh, I'll forget a lot of things about the movie, too. Uh, resonance and feel for me is probably a solid three. Uh, yeah, this is one of the smaller movies that I return to and I really admire. Uh, I, I really like its style. Uh, the other dire- the director who directs Macon Blair often, Jeremy Sonier, they are friends and made a bunch of movies together for a long time with a bunch of other people. And Sonier's directed, I think, like three or four movies. He's usually the guy who directs the movies in like their in their group of friends. Uh, and they're all kind of like this. Although this is I like more than all those other ones. Those other ones are much more serious. Um, way more serious than this. This is much has a lot of levity in it, and the levity I really enjoy. 
enjoy. The writing is really good. I this is like my kind of writing. This the, all the punchy little dialogue. The, my biggest critique has always been it still is the pond and woods at the end. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to. I, I don't know how to end it differently, but there's there's other ways to, to end it differently. Um, Cause I think what's the whole point, the snake thing comes in and that's supposed to mean something. And you get the cat meat dialogue. You really want to get that cat meat dialogue in there. Uh, there's just other ways to end this. Um, but that's my only critique of like the whole, of like a whole piece of the movie, everything up to that. I really like, I like the plot shift transitions. Uh, I like the, the dark comedy. I like the, the crazy ultraviolet ending. Uh, while it, again, I still think it's pretty like it's like a plausible. It's not a like a ridiculous looking thing. It's it looks like a, something that could actually happen. Uh, and yeah. I I really like Ruth the uh, Ruth's whole like slow slump of an arc. Uh, the the wicker where she steals the wicker thing. I thought it was more of like a she's really frustrated and she's not a perfect person either. Uh, and you know story structure wise, we have to get. Tony to come back and he's returning the wicker when he comes back. So again, you could write it differently, but that's story plot reason to bring him, bring him back. Uh, I think of a lot of things in this movie. I quote it somewhat frequently. So I'm going to land on a four. I've been pretty consistent in this movie. And that's, uh, I think what that's where we're going to cat me. Oh, all, I, uh, all of his, I guess not quote, but like think of his throwing star. I guess it is quote. That's how hard I threw it when he's trying to get the throwing star out of the wall. <laughs> right. When he first tries to show he's a badass and he, <laughs> he's lighting the firecracker real quick. Oh, dude, why? Stop. Like they're not afraid. They're just like, <laughs> like, like loudly annoyed. Um, yeah. I, and yeah, there's just a lot of little things. And yeah, I agree. I agree with that. The little things are really good in this. Yeah, so uh, I think we'll end it there. I will start with you, Jess. Would you recommend I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore? Um, I will not. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Mom, okay? <laughs> I will recommend this movie. It's a fun little watch. Um, but make sure you, you have to take a shower afterwards. Yeah, you probably should have to take a shower. Uh, yep. Uh, so it's going to be two recommends and one not recommend for I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. I recommend this to... A lot of people. Uh, I first saw it, you know, when it first came out. A friend showed it to me, and I'm trying to spread it along. It's a little movie; not a lot of people watch it or have have watched it. But it's on Netflix if you have any interest. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a dark, dark comedy with some extra stuff and a lot of a lot of good little bits. So that is, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. And we are going to keep on streaming because you know why. I won't talk about it. Uh, if uh, you have anything to recommend to us, films with the women in my life on Facebook, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. You can email the show films with women at gmail.com. And you can also follow or follow us, reach out on Twitter at films, women pod. Uh, we're try I'm trying to think of a new Instagram tournament to get going. Cause the other one just ended. And, uh, I don't know if you guys have any suggestions, let us know. Cause we like, I like putting those together. So, uh, I got some ideas, yeah. but uh, if anyone has their own ideas, Instagram is probably the best place to reach out to me at Brennan underscore pod host. That is all the housekeeping for now. Thank you, Jess, for enduring. Thank you, Mama Kay, for being on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore pod host on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions 
at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank you.